Okay, I want to share some broad strokes, choosing a career, choosing a parnasa, on this, uh, on the fact there's a play and there's a important decision. Today's world is full of amazing possibilities. Amazing, really. Also amazing pitfalls. A person can make an honest fortune with a lot less effort than in previous years by tapping into an enormous global market. On the other hand, we find people working incredibly long and hard hours and hardly getting by. It's, uh, it's not simple. Proper values, self-knowledge, an honest evaluation of oneself is very necessary to get this right. right? Values, honestly evaluating yourself and knowing yourself. Now, of course, many of those seated have decided career already. But hopefully this talk will be relevant to you for three reasons. One, people switch careers today. All right. Schneider was just mentioning to me that it happens a lot more than in the past. It used to be someone worked in the bank, worked his way up to the bank, and that was his life. Now you find people headhunted and this, that, going from this career to that career, etc. So it might be relevant to you another point. Two, I think to hear the principles and factors which may be relevant to other decisions, and three, to help other people, right? Anybody, specifically, if you're successful, people will turn to you and ask you about what they want to do. So let's begin. A starting source in this discussion is, of course, the the most basic source that I know that's, that really spoke about it is the Chovas Alavavas, who was an ancient and most primary Musa Sefer. The three most primary Musa Sefarim, in my humble opinion, others is the Mesil Tisharim, Shari Tshuva, and the Chobos Alvavos. Some would put in the Orchus Sadikim also, but some wouldn't. Some people see these three. But anyway, the, the Chobos Halavavos is really a very, very, very important book. He has a very famous statement in Sharbi Tachon, so I'll read you a little bit. You'll find the bodies of people. I think of this as all my teachers in high school told me not to be a jockey. That was a joke. Okay. No, Chakis, they're small. Okay. Thank you. Okay. They're, they're ready for different midot. Someone who finds in his midot, in his characteristics, and his nature desires something. And he can do it. That's what you should go for. Right? I'll give you a little bit of how Lopiansky translates this. We find different people whose, he translates midos as inclinations, okay? And bodies are appropriate for certain business and crafts. If one finds himself an aptitude and he relishes, that's a nice word, that's like kosef, a certain industry and his body's cut out for it and he has endurance, he should pursue it and make it his vehicle for livelihood. So that's again in, in um, Sharbi Tachon Perik, Three, you can look at it close, but basically the idea is what you are physically and mentally cut out for and you like doing, right? Something that you're cut out for, the body can handle it, right? That's why I avoid uh, hard labor, you know? I've explained to you guys the reason I was pound for pound the weakest person I knew. You know, they say pound for pound is the strongest, that's why I'm smaller. So I used to say it was a problem when I would play basketball. Just that I want well, not only the mashgiach should dominate all the basketball. Michelle and think leave me on the side like I know, like I know nothing, you know. So, but uh, you know, I had more. Of a, I was tall in the yeshiva league, but I had more of a finesse game. 
but they always made me play center, which, which is, you know, physical and brutal. Yeah, so that was a problem. So the goof and the, that's where it wasn't working well. You know, I was more like a small forward type guy like that. You get it? So the body was one way and the, the desire was another way. Okay, we got over it. Anyway, still so... Crushed what? You still crushed me. <laughs> 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 so both that's, but that's very important, right? What you're physically and mentally cut out for and you like doing. That's legit. That's what you should search for. And importantly, he doesn't say, when I say this, he doesn't say, don't worry about it, just find something that makes you enough money. We'll talk more about money. That, 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 right? Hey, because you'll hear that, you'll hear that voice, that whatever will make you, whatever will, whatever will make you enough money, that's all you should do. Don't have any other factors. So the Chobos the, definitely does not say only that. We see a very personal aspect to the question. That's clear. Oh, it's a very personal. Okay? Let's give a few examples. I, so I had a Talmud who was in, who was in frontline Kirov, and um, I visited him. And he told me, it's like killing me. It's, it's killing me. I'm not saying this because Robert Karlinski might hear this talk. He said, it's killing me. He says, he says why? What's killing me? He says, you know, I, in essence, am an introvert. And frontline Kirov is all about being an extrovert. You're, that's what it's about. So I'm going so much against my Teva all the time. I can't, I just think you get, you know, you guys know the basic difference between an introvert and extrovert. Extroverts, in a very general way, that they get chizuk by being around people. Introverts get chizuk by being to themselves. An introvert can be at a wedding, an extrovert can be by himself, but it's more like what, what rejuvenates you. Some people, you know, some people, they love schmoozing, they love, I go to weddings, after like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, I'm like, let's go home, you know. <laughs> Depends on, the, depends on the main course, but... Uh, <laughs> okay. Someone who loves dealing with people, sitting behind the screen all day, right? That could be very... Some people are like, Kavaldi, code, ah! You know, that's... I love the, the numbers, the, right? And some people, it's, it's killing you. Um, Larry, I, um, our dear alum, Larry Halpern, who ran a very successful um, security system company, told me, I asked him, I figured it was a good opportunity, he came to visit last week briefly, so I said, you know, what do you do? How, what would you say about this? He said, tell people to focus on three circles. If I remember correctly, I wrote it down, but this is what you like, what you're good at, right? You can like something you're not good at. I like writing songs, but I'm not going to make a career out of it, huh? And finally, what's going to make you enough money? Those are three circles. You try to meet, match those three circles. I'm just saying that in the, in the ruach of the Chobos Alvavos. What you like to do, what you're good at, you know, good enough at, and what you can make enough money at, right? That's very important, what you can make enough money at. We'll get back to, we'll talk to mo- about money at the end. What's the hashkav between the Chobos Alvavos? Where does it come from? So first off, we have to say like this. You have to know, we see, I think, in the Chobos Alvavos and other sources, and it's important to know that how does the Torah look at work in general? Right? How, how does the Torah look at work in general? That the idea of working, being involved in Parnas and working, is, and there are many, many sources, I'm just going to touch on a few, is a positive thing. It's a positive thing to make a dollar. It's a positive thing to support your family. Those are That's a positive thing. Right? Let's give a few sources. But there, there are many sources about this topic, but there's a Pusik in Yeshaya. Koamar Shambori Rish Hashemayim. Hu Elokim Yotzer Aretz Vosu Chonana. Lo Sobera. He did not create it in order to remain barren. So Vavo. Le Sheves Yitzara. 
He created to have it settled. I sometimes think when I go on the plane and you see like lots and lots of barren lands. That wasn't the Kavanah de Barion. Siberia for, 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 you know, for miles and miles and miles. The Bonashon wanted the world to be settled in a simple way. He wanted it to be settled. It's called to be Osek Bishiva Shalolam. In fact, you guys know that, uh, that part of that is having children and an Evid who's not really supposed to be freed if he can't have children in certain circumstances, you, f- you free the Evid. I don't want to go into the whole, especially in front of the post, I don't want to talk about it, but, etc. Now listen to this. This is the Kolbo, a Rishon that's quoted very, very often in the, the Beit Yosef. It's not just a mitzvah, it's a big mitzvah. It's a big mitzvah to settle the land. Not a small mitzvah, a big mitzvah. Okay, what about the Grah? Im Tzarech Lasok Mitzvah Obederech Eretz He's talking about Talmud Torah. This is Shnos Elio, very famous gra. Everybody should see this gra. Yeah. In the very, very beginning of Mesafapeya, that's where it talks about the, 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 mish, the Bryce that we say at the beginning of the Mishnah, we say at the beginning in the morning, right? Shalot, etc. after. Akin Tzarek Lasok Mitzvah, but if a person has to be involved in a Mitzvah, oh, but Derech Eretz Yugam Ke Mitzvah, then you're Potter, Achas. Right? We spoke about that. Right? So we see clearly that, that being involved in work is a Mitzvah. So now, if it is such, it could be as much as working is a mitzvah, and each task is a specific tikkun in the world. Huh? They're doctors, they're lawyers, right? They're businessmen, they're contractors, engineers, right? Those are all different tikkunim. Karish wants the world to be settled, and he wants to be settled in all those different ways, right? So you have the kochos to do those things because that's where your tikkun is. You got it? Hashem wants a hospital. Well, it makes sense that he formed the person who has the cultures to be a doctor to work in the hospital. You see? Because that's part of the Tikkun Olam. Just like, you have, just like Rebchaim Kanievsky was born, besides his incredible otherworldly Midos and his Akshanas and all that, but he obviously was built to be someone who knew Kolotar Kula. So Kodesh Baruch gave him powers to, be, to know that. Right? See what I'm saying? It makes sense. It's a, it's a, it's a reasonable world. It's a loving world. So it's a world where, where, where our loving Father is setting us up for things that are, that are we work. As, as my Rebbe Rolaita said to me, David, do you think that Rabbonushon gave you kochas to be dofake you? You think he gave you strength to mess you up? When I was talking about something, that's when I abandoned my career as a dancer. Okay. So this is positive. So Hashem who loves us gave you the kochus to be able to do those tikkunim you have to bring out. Just explain that could be where the, I think it's a true idea anyway, but that might be where the whole, where the whole, um, where the whole is coming from. Now, so to follow the chobos let's just focus on that, a person needs to sit down with himself and sometimes with others to get an objective view of himself. Well, what, what really am I good at, right? It's important to know there, by the way, there are excellent tests for these things today. I don't know one specific, but there are a lot of tests after two tests, someone else who's finding trouble figuring out what your kochos are and what you're good at and things like that. There, there are, you know, there's a lot of empirical knowledge about these things. Many people working on social scientists, etc. Really smart people work on these things. That probably even a lot of them are free. I'm sure available online, and you can find these things out, right? How do you, I never took one? How do you know? If I took one, I would be making a lot more money today. Okay. 
Rabbi Aaron Lopiansky, I think, spoke here about a person also in the sense like yeah, a person has a calling. That's a, that's a, that's a real thing. And the in the echo, the Chavos Chavos doesn't use those words, but that's what you have, what what your body is built for, what your ment- mentality is built for, and what you want to do. It's a calling a lot of times to a person. By the way, I want to say now the important thing. As I was uh, had time, it's always a great opportunity to be in yeshiva and speak about it. Give you time to formulate your thoughts a little bit. Not every parnasa is osig b'yeshiva shalolam. Let's think about that for a second. Chazal already speak about who, who knows what in what context Chazal speak about this. Things that make money that aren't osig b'yeshiva shalolam. Anybody know? Sorry, the Mishnayos. I think anybody know? Gamblers. Right? Gamblers, right? Mizakh Bakubia. Those who play play craps. Right? So they're guy they're people who are very good at gambling. They make a lot of money, we'll say, until the until the uh, casino realizes and asses them and then have to go undercover and make money in another casino. But people make a lot of money playing cards. Yeah? That's that's not also Shiva Shalom. That's not Yeshiva Shalom. Okay? Working for the mafia, if any of you are interested in that. I know I joke about that, right? But that's not OCB Shiva Shalom. Yeah, even if you don't paint house. That's not that's not OCB Shiva Shalom. Right? I had a Talmud, I don't want to say it in front of the Holy Iron Kodesh, but I had a Talmud whose, whose aunt was a producer in the PORN, etc. industry. That's not also Yeshiva Shalom, Rabosei. But let's say a person wants to make action movies. I don't know, that, I wouldn't call that also Yeshiva Shalom. A documentary, you could argue, maybe it's also Yeshiva Shalom, right? But I just make silly movies about a lot of people running cars, running to each other and crashing and... Is that Yeshiva Olam? Is that what a Kodesh Baruch meant when he said it's a, it's a real con- it's a Torah concept, right? It's it's Shevis. It means Hashem wants the world to be settled, and part of man's job is to be involved in that settling. Yes, yeah, so it's not simple. Now, what is what's not? That's beyond me right now, beyond the scope. But I was happy to think about it, and it's something you can think about when you're thinking about your career. Is this something that the world really needs? Is it is it helpful to the world? In a in a real way, right? Obviously, human fields are that, uh, but it's not just social workers, doctors, etc. But certain types of lawyers, you have to know. You know, if a criminal lawyer is it Yishu, is it Ozi Yishu I don't want to. I don't want to say. You know, but uh, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm really not saying that. I'm saying it's not a simple question. Just like a lot of, just like as Torah people, we have to think into things in a, in a real way. It's a real term, so it's not. Oh, anything makes money. Quite definitely not, right? You have to know. It's an interesting question. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to go into the question further. What what is and what's not? It's clear that like some of the examples I gave definitely are not. It's clear many things are, and there are probably some things which are a little bit gray. Yeah. What's how? Uh, okay. So it's good. To, that's a good thing to make sure that if you're in Parnassa already, make sure your Parnassa is in is Yishuv Shalom. Everybody's concerned that Yishuv means like the settling of the world. The, the betterment of, of, of humanity. Okay. Another point, Rabosai, just in terms of choosing a, a, a Parnassah, which, which he doesn't make specifically, um, is being an industrious person. We have to know that being an industrious person is an incredibly important thing. Incredibly important. Right? The Mishnah Subas in Armasachta, talks about a woman who has a lot of Slaves, she should still be involved with things because shiamun, boredom, leads to all types of bad things. It's the shigaon, it's the znus, right? Bored people, bored people, right? I used to remember when I was 
when I used to speak specifically small, I remember when I used to drive into the old city sometimes, I would see like some of the Ishmaelim there, that they're just like sitting around and then one would hit the other one and they'd run all, the, run all around the old city <laughs> and then they'd sit more. What are you doing? So when you're bored, you have to know for children also. What's, what's the killer of summer vacation? The kids are bored. Then that, and a lot of bad things. Kids hang out at night. All types of bad things. You can't be bored. So an industrious person is, is a happy person, is a good person. Yafet Talmud Torah in Derech Eretz. The Mishnah says, Talmud Torah is good with Derech Eretz. Shigiyah Shnem Mishakachas Avon. When you're Yageya in Torah, and together with Torah in Derech Eretz in the right way, that together makes a person forget sin. Maral explains basically that, that, that there are different parts to person, right? And the Torah touches a certain part of the person, of course. And Derech Eretz, Malacha, touches another part of the person. And that's when you're when a person is that, I think, if I remember correctly, Maral says there's certain neshamas which are past that, which don't need that, they can go to Torah alone, etc. Yeah, but, 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 but you see there. And uh, finally, I want to share a source that I first heard from my Rebbe, Rabbi Yaakov Friedman, which is a very, very moving medrash, just on this topic. Amar Rebbe Levi, He saw that they were just sitting around, chilling, and doing something. So, And Avram knew he was searching for his land. So said, I hope this is not where I'm going, right? A place where everybody's just chilling, you know, taking it easy, partying. That's not, that's not a land for me. So Avram says, which is like just on the, that's like north of Eretz meaning right as he's coming to Eretz He saw them weeding at the appropriate time, hoeing at the right time, yeah, he saw that they're 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 working. Yeah, this is a good land for me. Now, what did he see? And a pasha, right? Chazal speaks this in a pasha way off. It's simple. Not saying kabbalistic concepts. He saw that they were working hard. That's what he saw. He saw that they're properly working as kamoshet tzarech. They were being industrious. Halavai, this will be my land. Yeah, what does Shem say? This is your land, Abraham. You got luck. You're in. You're in. Okay. So we'll say this. Just very much teaches. So that's a very big thing for for not for a part of our life, not for our time in yeshiva. There, not not for old age. You should be industrious when you're old. You should be industrious when you're seventy five, when you're eighty. Also, well, you retire. This whole this whole retirement thing, both says, is a trafe is a trafe Western concept. Just get to the point where you do nothing with your life. That's the point. Now I'm at a point where I can just do nothing. What do I do? Nothing. Yeah, I travel and I do nothing. You learn? No. What do you do? I watch a lot of TV. Catching up on all the shows I missed when I was younger. That's a life. That's a life. Industrious. We're here to, we're here to work. Okay? So, well, so, we need to bring a few other factors into the equation. Right? Obviously, the primacy and centrality of Talmud Torah, of learning. We learned the Gemara and Brachas together. It was very timely. But it's a review for those who weren't there. Right? Of course, we have Rishim Bar Yochai. The great Rashbi says how important a person has to be spend a lot of time learning. Otherwise, Torah my what will be what will be if there isn't a Shevet Levi? If there aren't people learning full, if there's not a Reb Chaim Kenievsky, where would the world be? Think how much one how much one human being accomplished, how much he he brought the world up. So many worlds, how much he accomplished, staggering in his scholarship, in his in his tzidkut, in his ruach hakodesh, in his chesed, in his in his, in his example, incredible. Right? So you need people like that. But Rabbi Shmuel also, we really Paskin like, we'll get to what Rabbi Shmuel with Shulchan Aruch Paskin's like, right? And definitely sees working as a lechachila. According to Rashi, at least, 
He definitely sees work as subordinate to Talmud Torah. Right? That's how definitely in the, the, the vision we had in Rashi. Because he explains the idea of gathering your grain, which is a positive idea. Listen to Rashi's Lashen. If you're going to get staka and you can't make men's meat, eventually you won't learn. Right? That was the way that Rabbi Shmuel settled the contradiction between working and not always learning. Right? So the point is that we temper the reality of only learning with the idea of working, but working definitely in the Rashi and Rabbi Shmuel is a batel is is at the at the at the hands of that. If you will come to beg, you'll end up not learning. So it sounds like the tachlit is to learn. Okay. The Rambam speaks about a person learning for how many hours and working how many hours? And you know that Rambam? Nine and three. Nine and three. Okay, that's not practical that if you see definitely have shkabu from the great Rambam, right? Except for dentists. Huh? <laughs> Except for dentists. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you. And we find many balabatim. Many, many, many today, we have beautiful uh, those who work and are always striving. Our alumni, yeshiva, many, but many around the world, you can find them, that are always striving, carving out more and more room for their Torah learning. You know, more and more room for their Torah learning. Incredible. This fellow was just nifter, Alicia, what was his last name? Atzadi Yisod Olam. His wife said, he used to do, I'm going to start crying. His wife said he would do push-ups and he, you know, you have to wait. And then 60, 60 seconds, he would pull out Mishnayas for the 60 seconds for the reps, for the next reps. Do his push-ups. He had a minute in between. That's a tzadik yisod olam. But that's, that's a person who's, who's living with the sense that, you know, I have a lunch hour. Oh, great lunch hour. What do I do lunch hour? Good, you know. What do you do lunch hour? Okay. Now, Rabosa, your love and involvement in learning can weigh into other factors in more than, more than just the time area, right? Let's say you have a job which is less industrious, right? We spoke about the importance of being industrious. But you really, listen, well, find yourself in learning. You're a person who really loves to learn, right? So one could argue that you can take care of that industrious piece, which is so important in your life, and you don't have to be as industrious about your work. Everybody hear what saying? We, what was the model we had from Avram Avinu? These guys, they're plowing when they got a plow. They're hoeing when they got a hoe. So I want a job that's like that. That could be, for sure. But it could be also, the industriousness in you can, can, if you're that type of person in learning, right? If you get a lot of life in learning, that can take more of that and you could, you could be a, not as a strong a tech in, in work. You hear what I'm saying? Just that, that's obviously hard to balance all these factors and there will be conditions we'll talk about at the end. There will be contradictions sometimes, right? If, what if I have a job which is this and, and it's going to mean I don't learn at all? That's, that's, we're talking about the factors now. I can't, obviously can't. That's not the place and I'm not necessarily the person to balance everything for every individual. But I'm just showing something like that. A person, there are people who get, you know, really my learning, I, I have to be a person of chiyas. You have to be a person of alive. You have to be an industrious person. You can't be a schlepper. That's not, you know, you schlep in your learning, you schlep in your work, you schlep in everything. But if a person finds a lot, a lot of chiyas in his learning, right, it could be you might have a job which is less pushing you, unless, you know what I mean, which you can go a little bit lower. There are people who are on all cylinders all the time, right? And there are people who learning doesn't cylinder them as much, but there are people who learning really, really catches them. And they have a lot of calling in that. They're not going to be full-time learners. They're not going to be robotic, but, but that does. And you could argue that they can be a little less industrious in their work. You have the idea? Because their, their overall life is industrious. Okay. But 
let's be honest, some people don't fully find themselves in learning, right? And for them, that the career can mean something else. That's really where you find a certain aspect of your, your chius and things like that. Okay. The mashkiach mentioned to me, you have to look for a career which gives you flexibility for learning time, right? Like an academic, have summers, for examples, right? And to keep in mind, there's a lot of movement in a lot of, uh, a lot of the job world today. So we'll say, we're going to go a few more minutes. Um, I think today you have to be thinking about Klai Yisrael. You have to think about the Jewish people. Now, what does it mean? Chinuch and Kirov is definitely right for some people, and it's definitely very wrong for many people. We don't push people in the yeshiva at all. It's a chinuch or Kirov, definitely not. But it's something you can think about. And it's interesting. I was, I was thinking when I, when I, I, I certainly don't know a club, but Dafkin, some of the more, like, uh, more in the, uh, in the wider, that Tilumi world, I've heard of the call from certain Rosh Hashim, much more they push their guys in learning. Rav Iron Lichtenstein famously was always pushing his Talmidim and Haritzion, uh, to go into learn, into teaching, Dafka. That was a big push by him. He, oh, he, he didn't say to a lot of people, he used to tell them, I remember, again, generally, I'm not talking about the eights he gave, but the Kol Haklali of Ravarn was, that's how was, well, needs teachers. He definitely pushed that. And I recently had a, last year I had a, a skin issue, which is fine. And I went to a dermatologist, a very fine dermatologist, I can't remember his name, a very fine guy. And uh, he told me he learned Rav Druckmann's yeshiva. So he said, when I became a dermatologist, Rav Druckmann says to me, why are you going to Chinuch? So Rav Druckmann was the, one of the leaders of the, uh, the Dati Lumi world, he passed away recently. Uh, so, so, uh, but you have to think about that. By the way, it's not all or nothing, right? A person can be, have a good parnas and still be involved in Kirov and, and Chinuch in their own way. Having people, uh, you know, as being someone who was very, very involved in the cure war for a long time in Eshatar and still very connected, it was very, very important to us to have people that we could send people to. They were the backbone, a lot of the backbone of the cure world is not the 500 guys who were doing it all day, it's the people who really, who believed in it, who we knew, you know, you could send, have a good Shabbos experience, Chabrusas, uh, Partners in Torah, there's a lot of ways to be involved in that. Okay. Now, within your job, I just want to, you know, turning third base there's some issues you have to keep in mind okay even without the learning piece right what type of lifestyle will you have right will you have enough time for your family for community again I'm not saying what the balance has to be but don't be unrealistic right realize that some jobs leave a lot less time than others right a person wants to be uh, you want to manage a hedge fund it's gonna, that takes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time and space. I mean, that's just the reality. You want to be a CEO, you want to be a startup, an entrepreneur. That takes a lot, a lot of time. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but just know exactly what you're doing. Realize that's a factor. Besides the fact, besides what it's gonna to do to your learning, what's it gonna to do to your family life, right? And, and cholesterol, you know, Barksham, we're family oriented people. I remember, you know, there's a, there's a book, who knows who Jack Welch is? Jack Welch? Right? Jack Welch was like the, uh, the iconic CEO of, uh, uh, General Electric. And when I think of General Electric, you think of like the fan. He turned General Electric into plane engines, uh, credit card companies, NBC. Like he was, a, he had like, he had CEOs working for him. He had all the dividends. It was a $15 billion company. So, so he wrote a book called Winning. Well, that's what it was all about, winning. So, so it's a good book. I have it on my shelf. I like that. I suggest that people like big business books. Anyway, so, so I remember he said something there, which is like, you know, there are certain women, 
in our company who like made the decision that they're not going to have a family and they put career ahead and that's who they were. So I remember it was so good to read that because you imagine like, no, everybody's kind of like getting the balance, right? Just like we balance, they balance. No, some people don't balance. They make a serious decision. It was more important to these women to become vice president than to have children. And they didn't have, they didn't, and some of them didn't get married either. And they're vice presidents and they have millions of dollars. I don't know where they're going to give it. Maybe they give it to Chappelle's, but if anybody else said, get to these ladies, right? But that was their decision. They're both saying, why do I say that? Because you have to understand, as Tardic of people, that's not a decision we make, you know? You have to have a family. Kleisel needs, you're healthy people. You, you guys are like the top 1% of the Jewish people. And that percent, you should have nice, sizable families. How big? Okay, that's not for me to decide, right? But say like, I'll just, well, I'll just have a, a child and a half and a dog so I can, you know, so I can, so I can become, you know, so I can make $15 million, which no one is going to use anyway. Have some kids, you know? Kleisel needs, we need good people. We need healthy children. You'll have healthier children than most people. Hopefully. That was a joke. Okay, good, right? <laughs> you will. So, so you have to think about that. Okay, we'll say. So, you have to, and you have to be realistic and look at the jobs you want to have. How is that going to fit in? You know, brass tacks. Will I get? Will, will my head always be in it? Is my, am I going to give my wife attention? Is she going to be uh, basically in a, you know an almana with a husband who's you know just pushing his career ahead, 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 ahead? Now, both say. I want to talk about something else. Tsnius. Very important fact to take. Tsniut. Right. We've had an effect a little bit. Hisrachik minanashim ma'od ma'od. Shulchan Aruch says, doesn't say that about anything else, I don't believe. Right? Stay away from women ma'od ma'od. That doesn't mean you can't work with women. I'm not saying that. But you should be very aware of the workplaces that you deal with, what the situation is. You know? It's a big challenge. I don't want to, it's not, I don't talk about it publicly, but sometimes, you know, they, it's, it's, it's a real thing. You go on conventions, you go on things, you go on things. You have to be, you have, first have to know yourself. Are you a person that's closer to Arias? Sorry to say, are you close to you? Are you more not to? So maybe you should stay away from a job that has you traveling all over the world, staying in hotels by yourself uh, with who knows what's outside. It's, it's, it's something real. It's so too separation from the internet, things like that. These, a person can, believe me, there are a lot of firm businessmen who are living Bishol Tachdis Mamish today. You know, you know what Shol Tachdis means? How do we translate Shol Tachdis? The depths of. 7734 upside down. 7734 upside down. That's it. And they are. And they might have beards and pay us and things like that. And they go on business trips and we're Hashem Yerachim. Hashem Yerachim. Now, it could be with this. It could be that. It could be, you know, we're not talking, everybody falls. Everybody makes mistakes, we're both saying. We're talking about people like Sidrat, people have lifestyles that are, that are the furthest thing. You know, the, fur, the furthest thing. And how did it start? He was an innocent businessman. He went somewhere. And, you know, Rabbi Rowe, Rabbi Rowe could tell you. Rabbi Rowe's in business. Let me, oh, I'm just, I'm just, you know, he usually sits over there. No, don't convince. <laughs> don't, don't mix up. Rabbi Haber's not coming for Shabbos. I'll be soon. But, but that's not Rabbi. But you know Rabbi Rowe. Rabbi Rowe will tell you. You know, yeah, you go to a business thing. It's in it's in Vegas and this, that. And Rabbi Rowe said, they told me I'm going to From Place. He's in a Vegas thing. The women are walking around like who knows what. This is, this is, this is, the, from, this is the From Exposition. You know, what are we exposing over here? But it's you. No one can take responsibility besides you for yourself, because only you know what you're going to be up against. And that's it. So you, and you, you have to be very aware from that. And if it's a situation that if it's a, if it's a type of lifestyle that that could be a real challenge for you in whatever way, don't do that job. You know, don't take that job. Run away from it. Run away. If you see this, when to run away? I don't know. You know, someone asked Victor Miller. There's a woman in the office who's hitting on me. He said, "Fire, get, leave today." So I, I can't say that. I'm just giving you an example, you know, I mean, I'm telling you an example of an Adam Gala, what he said to someone. But I'm not saying that, but if you're going to be in a situation where there, and you're someone who that speaks to, or whatever, yeah, you have to think about these things. Um, 
vibe of the industry you're in, right? Is it an industry with a lot of cheating going on? Is it a value-oriented thing? There, there, there are industries which are more value-oriented. There's industries which are less, you know? There are industries which love genocide of Jews. You know, you want to work for CNN. You want, I'm joking with that. You know, I'm just saying, you have to think, what's, what's the values? What's the values? It's not, it's not, not, it's not going to be Torani. Obviously, everything's not going to be Torani, but where, where do they stand? Is this something that, and what are you involved in? You know, you know, now again, I'm not saying, it's, when all the factors come together, it's hard to know. If I, I do this thing, and I can make a lot of money, but kasheh. Not everybody can. It's hard to check all the bases. But you have to. You have to look at it. what are you really. What are you producing? What are your. What, what's your company about? What, what is they. What are they. What are they pushing? What are they. What is it. What's the belief system? Because you're. You're. You're in that. You know. You're in that, and it will affect you, and, and you're part of it, right? So you don't want to be part of something which is. Which you wake up one day and say, "My God, this is what I was part of. That this is. This is. This is what I was mitkadem in the world. Like this is what I put ahead. This is what I put forty years of my of my kishkas into. Not everything can be those of us who are zochah to teach in the yeshiva, etc. Those those who are zochah to be involved directly with with, with with things like you know medicine and and, and and therapy and directly helping people. Those those are not the only those are the only not the only jobs in the world. Those are not certainly not the only jobs. But 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 there are things which are yeshiva olam. There are things which are which are not yeshiva olam and even worse than that. Okay, we'll say, let's have a, I think this is the last thing I want to talk about. Very important. How much money do you need? Huh? That's really, that's a lot to the change. So I'm not getting into the whole Beethoven question, Hishtalis, uh, etc. But, Barksham, you know, Bali Chub, you have to know, at least the ones we deal with in this yeshiva, and I think in general, are often ahead of many elements of the firm world in this regard. Right? Because generally, most of the Bali Tshuva don't have as much drachim as, as we find in a lot of, I'm not coming, God forbid, to the Mekatrik and the beautiful Jewish people, but it's a mitzvah for you guys to know what is out there. There is a tremendous amount of uh, consumption in many, not everywhere, there's a lot of consumption in the firm world today. So, so, now, so what happens? So you, therefore, you, you go and you work harder and harder to have more and more. Now, way more than you need. Why do you do that? Because you have to provide for your kids. Yeah. Now, there are a few problems with this. What a kid thinks he needs is very much dependent on the chinuch that they get towards what they need. Let me say that again. What a child believes he needs, needs, right? You have to take care of your child's needs. What a child needs is very dependent on what he thinks he needs, right? If a kid, I know families, that they get pizza once a month in Rosh Chodesh. And that's the treat. Rosh Chodesh, a pizza. You get Jaime gets a slice, Shoshana gets a slice, maybe Abba gets two slices, you know. But yeah, that's it. So they're happy. They're happy. They're, they're, we have everything we need. If you train a kid that he gets pizza all the time, I'm not just going to throwing that out. So then he's not happy when he gets pizza. Right. So you have to know it's it's the whole thing is built in the wrong way. I have to get lots and lots and lots of more money. So my kid can get lots and lots and lots more stuff, but the lots and lots of more stuff that he wants is going to mean he's not happy with lots of stuff I want. That's not a vacation, you know what I'm saying? That's the, what's a vacation, you know? That that this is a vacation. That's not a vacation. This is this is a seller. This is where you bring us for vacation. It's not a vacation. It's nothing. So you're going to have happy. So if you train your children to need less, and if you're a person who needs less, they will need less, and they'll be happier with less. It's all training, you know. It's by the way, Rebels, I just say that it's a avodat summa. The more you appreciate all the things you have, I'm talking to myself. If we would be happy, we could we could dance right now. We are, we're billionaires. Everybody has hands that work. You're all looking at me. That means your eyes work. 
you're listening, you have brains, you know, you have the Bonashom, we, we're going to dive in tonight, we're healthy, we have a pen, we have, we, we can connect to people through, it's, it's just, it's mind-boggling. We have water coming out of the sink, we have climate control, we have cars, but the, everything becomes to us what we're used to and we don't appreciate it. But it's the same thing by the kids, so if you train a kid not like that, he'll appreciate it a lot more. Now, obviously, you're both, I just want to say, as a side point, you have to be realistic with the communal standards, right? If you dress your 12-year-old daughters in, 12, in styles from five years ago when all her friends are wearing the latest thing, she's not going to be a happy camper, right? So that's why I really have to pick a community carefully. But you can't, you know, you, it's, it's, a, it's another topic, but there's us, the way we train our kids, and there's the societies we live in, that there are children, I'll just tell you the psychology, at a certain point in time, children satellite around their parents and parents think they will always satellite around them because they're so interesting and they have such great ideas no 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 children satellite around their friends that's how it is as much as they love you they satellite around their friends and they care a lot more about what their friends think in a certain way they care about what you think and their children's values are the values they adopt that's why you have to have your kids in a firm atmosphere also. But the same thing when it comes to when it comes to consumption. So it's a, it's a tricky, very tricky thing. So you have to be realistic with you live. Now, I want to say one more, one more thing, just to quote the great Rashi of Reinleib Steinman. He used to say about people, you work and work and work and work and work to make lots and lots and lots more money, right? Why? So you should leave something for the kids. And what happens with the big Yerushas? They fight over them. They fight over them. And we'll say, Dinim are full of people fighting over inheritances. That's... What most, many, many Dayanim are full with that. divorces and people fighting over inheritance. So Brian Leib said, you're, you're the stupidest person in the world. You didn't spend time with your family. You didn't learn. You didn't do too much. Because you? you have to make lots and lots of money. What's and lots of money? So your kids should have. And what do the kids do? Then they fight over it. What do my kids have to fight over? You know? The seed? It's brown. It came with a busted door. My car. Have you ever seen it? You take it! <laughs> You're going to fight over who has to take it. I don't want it. It's a terrible thing. It happens, unfortunately, in, in other circles. So it's, I don't want to talk about it, but it's so finally point out. Both, unfortunately, I know, I know people this has happened to. I had a friend who was, who was in Jewish food. One of the biggest companies said, there's cousins of mine, I have second cousins. I don't even know them. I, don't even, I know I can't talk to them. You know, Second cousins. You can't talk to your second cousin. I know a brother and a sister. Mom is fighting, 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 fighting. All they have in the world is each other. No, no parents are all gone. They're still fighting. I don't want to go into it. Many, many people. So, so, so you have to think a lot before you really want to be. But we all want to be comfortable. It's not even comfortable. You have to think a lot when you're making big bucks. Where, where, where's it taking you? What's it helping you? Where's it going? And check. Both don't trust me. Check into this. I've, I've said this point many times. First of all, Ryan Leib was a, was the smartest guy. Hakim Yudo. He was the smartest Jew alive in his time. Yeah. No one is smarter than him today, in my humble opinion, that, I, that we know about. He was really smart. If he said it, it's because he was seeing it. And people are people working and working and working, and then you, you work to make a fight, you kids fight. It's a natural thing. I, I'll give you one example of a case, a story that I know. I, don't know. I can't tell the details, but something I know, I know very close. You know what I'm saying? I know, this, I know the people very close. You know, the father had this much money, and the older brother wasn't as talented as the second brother, but he was in line. And the second brother really built the business into something very, very big. And now the father passed away, so, but he took dad's money to make the business. So, so how do you split that? Yeah, you understand? So everybody has a time look. It was dad's money. He says, but I was the one who, I was the one who turned the business around. There you go. A beautiful family. A close-knit family. A very close-knit family. And this is what they're, they're on the verge of a, verge of a volcano. 
on the verge of a volcano, if it hasn't exploded already. A verge. I'm telling you exactly how it is with that, with leaving details out. Yeah. And there, there's stories like that. I don't, I don't know how many people, you know, really. I'm not such a guy who knows a lot of people. A lot of, I don't, I'm not into the hawk and this, that. I hear the Bati Dinim are full of these things. Fights. Okay. So we'll say, to view, to review. So what do you do? Give your money to Chappelle's! So to read, so the fact is we have to take into account what you're built to do, time for learning, lifestyle, cholesterol, sneas, vibe of your industry, and how much money you need, right? Now, these factors won't always uh, neatly fit together, and there could be contradictions between them, and there could even be steerers. You can make a lot of fast money, and suddenly will give you a lot of time to learn, but it might be very far from Yishu Shalom or being industrious, for example. I can make a lot of fast money in something. Obviously, something immoral is out of the question, but how do you look at that, right? Uh, that's the, and you have to think about these things. You have to get eights from friends, of course, or Bayim. And as we oh, so often stress in Chappelle's, it's your life at the end of the day, and you have to be the ultimate one taking responsibility for this most critical question. That's the Rabbah.